What is going on, guys? Robbie here from the Big Red Express. Hope you all are doing well. Doing fantastic myself. What a week. A weekend of football it was. Man, the first weekend of the NFL playoffs did not disappoint. And if I'm being completely honest, I had some low expectations going into this first week. I knew there were going to be some good matchups. I knew there were going to be some games that were going to surprise me. But at the end of the day, I did not know they were going to be as exciting as they turned out to be. And really from start to finish, there was only one game all weekend long that I would say wasn't exciting. And that was the Saints and Bears game. I really wasn't that impressed. And it it makes me, it scares me a little bit for the Saints because they're going up against Tampa Bay next week. And yes, Tampa Bay may not have had the best showing against Washington, but they came out with the victory. And I think that Tampa Bay actually looked better against Washington than the Saints looked against in eight in eight Bears. Now, you may be saying, okay, well, Robbie, the Buccaneers faced a, a seven and nine team with their backup quarterback. Of course they're gonna look better. Yeah, but I just didn't see that much from Drew Brees and the offense that made me think that, okay, well, they've got a shot. And to be completely honest, that game should have been a lot closer than it was if that touchdown from the Bears had been caught in the end zone. I mean, he was wide open on that trick kind of end-around pass. All I can say is I wasn't impressed with the Saints. I watched the entire game yesterday. Wasn't that impressed at all. So let's let's talk about start on Saturday, move to Sunday, and then kind of recap what we thought and what kind of matchups we're looking forward to next week. So we started on Saturday with the Colts and the Bills, a very good game. I think I had the Bills winning this game, and obviously they did. It was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I know the Colts has have, you know, Phillip Rivers and and he had a, he's got a very good record in the playoffs in terms of the divisional round. But I think it's one of those things where the Bills were, you know, kind of the best team in football, I believe, coming into the playoffs. I mean, you could say whether it's not, you know, it's Green Bay or the Chiefs or whatever since they had that number one seed. But I think of all of the two number two seeds that we have, 100%, I think the Bills were the best team coming into the playoffs out of the AFC. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see how they perform next week. And you know what? I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm really really curious to see how the Bills are going to match up against the Ravens, who also got a big win on Sunday. You know, then moving on to the Rams and Seahawks game. I didn't see this coming. I had the Seahawks winning. I know a lot of people were very hesitant on the Seahawks coming into this game. I know they had had some injuries and obviously the whole Jamal Adams thing coming out of the game made big headlines, and he seems like he has to have surgery on his entire body. So we wish him well with that. But just in terms of this game, I think a lot of people expected Russell Wilson to be old Russell Wilson again, and he just wasn't. He 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 didn't really impress me as much as I thought he would. The Rams, a big win on the road. And yes, I understand that it's, it's weird to say, okay, well, these guys, these athletes have home field advantage because... It's the pandemic. There's not a lot of fans, if any, if any at all, in the stands. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens moving forward this year and with the playoffs 
And does it really matter if you have home field advantage? I don't believe so. And we're going to get to that in just a little bit. Then going up to against your probably the weirdest circumstance in the in the entire playoffs. The Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. The Washington football team. They were seven and nine coming into this. And a lot of people were doubting whether they even belonged in the playoffs. Any team from the NFC East. People were thinking if they belonged. But, of course, after that uh, controversial game against the, the Eagles last week where Doug Peterson you know, pulled his starting quarterback in the fourth quarter, not really sure how I feel about that. As, as a Giants fan, I'm, I'm pissed off because I wanted the Giants to be in the playoffs. And I think they could have played the Bucks better than the Washington football team did. But, nonetheless, the Washington football team impressed me. Not having their starting quarterback, Alex Smith, they had to go with their practice squad quarterback from a month ago. Taylor Heineke, also ODU alum, 757 native. And let me tell you, I was impressed. I had very low expectations. When the game started, I made my pick, and I, and I told myself that Washington was going to win this game. I thought Washington was going to win this game because... At the time I was making my picks, Alex Smith had not been ruled inactive yet. So I went through it my entire processes and I was like, okay, well, they're going with Taylor Heineke. Probably the better move with a defense as strong as Tampa Bay. But can you tell me that Taylor Heineke is going to be the best quarterback for this game? No, you're going to every time. Not 10 times out of 10, you're most likely, before this game started, you're going to pick Alex Smith over Taylor Heineke. Was it the smart move? I think so. Taylor Heineke impressed me tremendously. Now, let me just say this. I didn't watch him much when I, you know, when he was at ODU. Didn't really know him too too well at all. I didn't follow ODU football that much. I know he was an offensive machine. I know he put up a lot of points. He was a very good quarterback for an FCS program. That being said, I think he exceeded all expectations. It would be very surprising to me if after this season was over, he did not have a job somewhere in the NFL, if not on the Redskins. I know a lot of people said, oh, this could solidify his position as the starting quarterback for the Washington Redskins. What I say to that, and I was talking to some people, my wife included, who watched him in college because she went to ODU. He is someone that is a, you're kind of like your prototypical backup quarterback. And that, that sounds weird to say, but he has never had to start consistently in the NFL. Maybe that changes over the next few weeks. Maybe that cha- changes over the next year. We don't know what's going to happen between now and next season. He could sign with the Washington Redskins if Alex Smith decides to retire. He, be, he could become their starting quarterback that they have looked for. And the one thing that I noticed, and my wife noticed as well, and she told me this, she was like, the one thing that Taylor Heineke had going for him on Saturday night is that the Washington Redskins teammates believed in him. And I think if you look at the Washington football teams, their entire season, one thing you can say towards them is they believed in their quarterbacks, the ones that mattered. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins didn't work out. That's another story for another day. 
but they believed in Alex Smith. They wanted to give Alex Smith that good feeling going into his potentially his final season. This guy almost died about a year or two ago because of surgeries. He's had endless, endless amounts of surgeries. But you know what? He fought his way back. Again, they should name the Comeback Player of the Year award for him. He got into the playoffs, unfortunately was unable to play the final game of the season. But let me tell you, Taylor Heineke impressed me. I think he's going to have a long and fruitful career in the NFL, whether that's as a starter somewhere, whether that's as a backup, a good number two. A good number two, I think, is one of the most underrated positions in football because they don't really get any more any playing time unless their number one quarterback gets hurt. And what it showed me on Saturday was this guy can play in the NFL. He's got the heart. He's got the determination. When he had that shoulder collarbone injury in the fourth quarter, him going to the locker room during the defensive series, coming back and going out there and getting a touchdown or a field goal or something like that, marching them down the field and them scoring. I was impressed, and I think a lot of the football world was impressed as well. Unfortunately, Tampa Bay got that. more Most wins from anybody as a quarterback, Tom Brady, uh, 31 wins. So congrats and hats off to the GOAT, Tom Brady. So let's move to Sunday. The early game was the Ravens and the Titans. And if I'm going to be completely honest, wait, first off, while I'm being completely honest, my picks, I went one for two on Saturday. I picked the Bills to win. They won. I picked the Seahawks to win. They did not win. And then, of course, I picked the Washington football team to win, and they did not win either. So I went one for two on Saturday. Not the best day, but hey, I was hoping for a big rebound on on Sunday, and man, did I ever get one. We're going to talk about it right now. Now, but don't forget, I also before we go into this, if you would like to support the show in any way, I'm not asking you for money. Well, I kind of am, but I don't need the money. But if you would like to, to donate to the cause to help these streaming, streaming this stuff on the air, streaming this stuff on the podcast out, that costs money every single month. So if you'd like to give a little money, a little bit of money, want to buy me a cup of coffee, head on over to the link in the description below. And you guys can help me out. It's on PayPal. Everybody's got PayPal. If you don't have PayPal, reach out to me. Venmo me at Robbie Vogler. You guys can send me money that way. It doesn't matter. You don't even have to send me money. Just if you like to support the cause, helps us out tremendously moving forward. So let's go to Sunday. The Ravens and the Titans, a very good game. I watched the entirety of that game, except for like the last two minutes. And I was nervous because these are two teams that were very evenly matched going into uh, this game, the divisional matchups going into, you know, the Titans and the Ravens, a rematch of last year's divisional round. The Ravens, obviously last year, probably the most hyped team of 2020 of the 2020 playoffs, 2019, 2020 playoffs. And they got beat by the Titans. They were the number one seed. The Titans had just come off a week beating the Patriots and they were looking for some revenge. And I think this is a huge, this was a huge pivotal game for not only the Ravens, but for Lamar Jackson, because imagine this, imagine you are the 100% runaway MVP winner from last year. 
This year, you had a great final little bit of the season. Rocky start, but nonetheless, finish strong, and you're then 0-2 in the playoffs. Thankfully, that didn't happen. Lamar Jackson won. The Ravens won. They are going to go on. I believe they're going to face the Bills next week. That's right, because the I want to say that this the Browns go on to play the Chiefs. Yes, because the Browns were the sixth seed. That being said, congrats to the Ravens. They looked good. Lamar Jackson had one of the best runs I think I've ever seen, and a lot of people agreed with that. The Ravens look good. Can they make it past the divisional round? Only time will tell. I think if any team has a chance of beating the Bills, the Ravens have a good chance. It's going to be very interesting to see if they can put up over 20 points against the Bills' defense. You know what? I think they're going to be okay. It's at the road, a little colder probably in Buffalo. So only time will tell what happens there, and we'll see about that. The afternoon game, I spoke about this at the beginning of the broadcast, the beginning of the podcast. This game was kind of boring to me. If I'm being completely honest, it was 21-3 to for the majority of, of the game. And let's be honest, the score was 21-3. to They scored a last-second uh, last touchdown with as time expired. Jimmy Graham, a nice one-handed catch the Bears. And the Saints went on to win that, but I wasn't very impressed. I will say what I was impressed with, probably more than anything, was the Nickelodeon broadcast. And we don't have cable, so we were watching highlights and stuff like that. Very unique. I thought it was something that I hope they do moving forward. I hope that they are able to do this for the Super Bowl or in some way, shape, or form. I think it's a great way for programming uh, to, to get a younger audience or a kid-friendly audience, hey, why not? It, it can't hurt. Nickelodeon is a CBS enterprise, so I would love to see this moving forward on in games on CBS. I would love to see a Nickelodeon or a kid-friendly version of these broadcasts. Yes, I don't think it, it waters down the game. I don't think it takes any legitimacy out. It makes it fun. If, if parents don't want their kids to be watching regular whatever, turn on Nickelodeon. You can watch something different. It's a fun atmosphere. And apparently the broadcast was pretty darn good and fun as well. So that's the most important thing. Saints win that. They will go on to face the, I believe it's the Rams next week. So we're going to have that uh, big matchup and a big uh, rematch of a couple of years ago, I believe, where that controversial pass interference call or no call. And that's going to be interesting. I think that's going to be a good game. The Saints fear me. I, I want the Saints to do well. I would love for Drew Brees to get another Super Bowl ring before he retires, but I don't think it's going to happen. So we will find out. We will see. Whatever happens, happens. So the Saints actually know this. What am I saying? The Saints play the Buccaneers. They've beaten them twice this year. The Rams will go on to face the number one seed, Green Bay Packers, because they are the lowest seed remaining. My bad. So let's get to the primetime game on Sunday night. And this game had a little bit of everything. It had turnovers. It had touchdowns. It had high scoring And the Browns made it to their first playoff game since 1995. Baker Mayfield wasn't even born yet. Wasn't even born yet. 
when the, when the Browns made the playoffs last. The Browns came out hot. Pouncey came out hotter. Sailed the snap on the first play of the game over Ben Roethlisberger head. The Browns recovered in the end zone. Touchdown Browns in early 7-0 before things even got started. Then the Browns went on to score 21 straight points after that, having a 28-0 lead after the first quarter. And then the rest, if I'm completely honest, is history. The Steelers, yes, outscored in the final three quarters of the game, 37-20. But by then, it was too little, too late. I thought the Steelers there for a little bit were going to make a run. I thought they were going to have a chance. I thought they were going to have a chance to win. But the Browns just had too much of a lead too often. And the Browns made plays when they needed to. I was impressed by Baker Mayfield. I was impressed with that defense. Yes, 37 points is nothing to to ring home about. But at the end of the day, you had plenty of room to, to, to work with. You had plenty of points to deal with. Putting up 37 points on a team that started 28 and 28 to nothing in the first quarter. Sometimes that's just all you need. A fun game. A fun game. I will say this. It was fun. I love high scoring games. I love crazy drama and all that stuff. And that had a little bit of everything. Very enjoyable. And congrats to the Browns. First playoff win since 1994. Wow. Will they be able to beat the Chiefs next week? I don't know. But. I would love to see some magic happen um, this season in the playoffs. And if the Browns are that Cinderella team that's, that's going to beat the number one seed, more power to them. I love it. And you know what? Uh, maybe I'll be pulling for the Browns next week. We'll see. Guys, that's going to do it for this edition of a Monday version of the podcast. Again, this podcast will be directly uploaded on Buzzsprout on all your audio platforms, no matter where you listen. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget a CrossFit edition of the Big Red Express will be happening. We're going to be talking about the all the Hubba Baloo going into the Rich Froning-Matt Frazier debate. We are going to be talking about that feud, quote-unquote, because it wasn't really a feud. It was a one-day scuffle. And kind of the, the drama surrounding that. But the only reason we're going to be talking about it is because people are pissed about it. And I like talking about things when people are pissed about it. All right, that's going to do it for me on, if you listen to me on, wherever you're listening, thank you. If you're watching on Facebook, thank you as well. This will be up forever. So you can watch my beautiful, tired face as long and as long as you want. Guys, thanks so much. Have a great, great Monday. And we'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Later.